0: How do you like Korea uh, yeah I mean I love uh, Korea I mean I love being overseas in general um, but uh, you know Korea is pretty amazing like I mean the food's amazing The people are awesome um, you know it's definitely I think it gets a bad rap uh, you know sometimes like Turkey was the same way you know everybody's like oh you're going to Turkey like when I went to Turkey and when you get to these places you're like this is it's amazing right like it's it's super cool um, you know, it's definitely not like it used to be. I came here TDY like I don't know 10 or 11 years ago, um, and it was uh, it was wild uh, back then. Um, but it's definitely calmed down quite a bit, much more like family friendly, um, I would say. Um, but uh, you know, the ability to like go out and immerse yourself in the culture, you know, it's it's like a 10 minute walk, right? And you're right there. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's awesome. I love it. I'm doing three years here, so I, I have to love it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – no, it's cool. Like, I – you know, I've always wanted to stay overseas, and I've been able to do that through most of my career. So, um, you know, and, uh, you know, being a NAF Paralegal manager is pretty amazing all on its own. So, um, you know, so it was, it was a cool opportunity. I love that.
1: Nice. That's the last job I had with NAF manager. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. it. So you just get to touch – all kinds of things and talk to all kinds of people and see what they're going through and like what what you said about Korea is what I like about the DC area is the culture. There's just mm. so much culture here. And not just American culture, but you know there's there's a diversity of people here. It's just it's it's cool to me. I like that.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was I looking know. at your at your bio, uh, Sergeant Puma and I saw that you were overseas. Like maybe you had what two uh, Stateside assignments.
0: Yeah, so I had um, Mountain Home, Idaho, but that was uh, that was like ten months. Uh, that's where I retrained at. I don't know how I worked at uh, looking back because you're supposed to do like you know one or two years before you're allowed to BCS, but I don't know. They look past that. I don't know. I left from there. Then I did Charleston, uh, which is not a bad place to be stationed uh, in the states, um, and that was about it. I mean, I did Alaska, uh, but you know, obviously, that's not considered you know, US, uh, but outside of that, yeah, I've been overseas the rest of my career. So yeah, I love it. Like I'm good. I mean, it's now that I'm getting like closer to retirement, you know, looking back, like it might've been good to be in the States and get a house right and like get set up in that regards. Uh, Cause I won't have that. Right. Um, but, uh, but I, but I'm, but I'm planning on staying overseas, retiring overseas and living overseas uh, when I'm done too. So you overseas guys, I like that Korean, and Iraq, Cuba, that's
1: it. That's <laughs> no overseas, no nothing.
2: It's amazing, it's amazing. I, I was, yeah, I don't know how I managed to be in Kadena for eight years, but I did consecutive, and uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, they had to kick me out for sure. Um, but. I'm super excited about this conversation and and this discussion because it's touching on a, on a, on a hot topic right now. That's, you know, in the air force. And I know it's one of the priorities in the air force, one of the priorities in the national defense strategy. Um, and definitely something that chief chief Wright and the chief of staff have definitely kept touching on and, um, And I know that both of you are going to bring a pretty cool perspective to this discussion. So I'm definitely excited about it. I definitely want to share also how this came about because I I went to PAID back in November and I met Chief Oliver over there. And I don't know, I was probably griping about something, you know, that we need a change and we need innovation, maybe the checklist or or something like that, EROTS, which has been, I don't know, it seems like since I became a a paralegal, that has been, a main topic. When are we going to get electronic crots right? So I was complaining about something and uh, chief Oliver approached me yeah. and he's like, Hey, you got to get with Sergeant Puma. Like you have to talk to Sergeant Puma. He's the innovation guy, you know, make sure that you get a hold of him. Um, and then he came back around and I'm not sure it's because I said something else that was crazy, but then he came back around and he was like, Oh, and you need to talk to senior peers as well. So uh, this whole thing somewhat, you know, started, getting some traction uh, since November, since I went through PAID and, and here we are. So, uh, so this is pretty cool. Uh, but let's just do the inst- introductions real quick. Uh, we got City Master Sergeant Pierce, who is currently mm-hmm. the manager up at the Air Force Judiciary. So JAJ, or better known as JAJ. And we have uh, Master Sergeant Puma, who is the 7th Air Force NAF Paralegal Manager. And also the 2019 Yates Popwell PACAF Award winner. Um, I just read that as well, so that is really awesome, and congratulations about that. But if you guys just wanna go ahead and say a little bit more about yourselves before we get started.
1: Uh, awesome, I'll go first uh, since you introduced me first. So, I, like I said, I'm Stephen Pierce. Uh, I don't go by Steve, I go with Stephen. Um, I'm the, the manager currently at Air Force Judiciary. Uh, did a job, did a little bit of time as a paralegal manager, staff, superintendent, instructor, which is I think where most people know me from. Um, doing that, I have right now I have four four children: uh, a twenty-three year old, a nineteen year old who's in the army, uh, a fifteen year old, a uh, fourteen month year old, uh, and I actually have a uh, my six month old granddaughter lives with me, and I have one on the way so you're never never too old <laughs> to keep parenting i guess uh so if you'd ask me like when we met back in 2009 2010 this is where my life rewind and turn i would say you're crazy so you just never know keep an open mind so while right i'm enjoying it having a fun time um seeing where things are things take me i just hit 20 last month last month so we'll see we'll see what what the future holds. It's awesome, son in the army, huh? Son in the army, but my wife's in the air force. So I mean, uh, she's a she's a IMA reserve, Jessica Pierce. And um, she's attached to AFTW. So I, I think it almost balances out. I think she outweighs the army a little bit. But yeah, I could talk about it. He army infantry, infantry no less. Awesome. Yep,
2: that is great. Well thank you. It's awesome to have you here uh on this discussion.
0: Thank you. All right, so uh yeah, so I guess I'll I'll go. So uh yeah, so I'm Sergeant Puma. Uh I never use my first name uh ever. Uh even like growing up, I've never used my first name. Uh so it wasn't really a weird transition going into the military with people calling me by my last name. Um, but yeah, so uh so I've been in the Air Force about twenty-one years now. Um and uh, as we talked about earlier, you know, I've been overseas for most of that, uh, most of my career, uh, which I've enjoyed uh, doing. Um, I uh, I have uh, two kids. Um, I have one who is currently enrolled at Clemson, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, go Tigers. Uh, but he's not into football at all, which is really weird. It's like, you know, you think most people pick uh, you know, the schools, uh, based on like, you know, college loyalty or, you know, uh, football loyalty, but not him. Like (laughs) he he could care less, uh, about the Clemson Tigers football team. Uh, but, uh, no, but he's, he's enrolled out there and then I have another son who uh, just finished sixth grade. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but they both, uh, traveled with me. Uh, one of the unique things though, um, about my older son and then my, my younger son as well to this point, but they actually never went to a school in the United States. Um, and so that was, that was really kind of like a culture shock for him going to the U S and having to go to school. And that's just something unique, I think, to like, you know, our lives in the military. Um, but it really didn't didn't dawn on me until he was getting ready to go to college. So that was something that was, um, very unique and very surprising uh, for him to be able to see, you know, um, Uh, you know, definitely with, with some of the current topics. And obviously we're not, we're not going to talk about that stuff today, but um, it was definitely hard for him um, initially, but anyway, back to me. Um, So yeah, so 21 years, uh, love being overseas. I'm here at OSAN um, and I'll be here for three years. Um, I love it over here. Uh, You know, I'm looking to, uh, you know, hopefully uh, at some point promote, maybe we'll see. Uh, Otherwise I'm looking to retire out of here. Um, you know, move on to to bigger and brighter things. Um, I actually uh, have my paralegal bachelor's, paralegal studies bachelor's, but I recently changed that to uh, education. So I'm I'm seeking a master's in education because uh, what I'd like to do when I retire is teach English overseas, uh, and so I'm I'm kind of looking towards that. But, uh, but yeah, that's a little about me.
2: Awesome, yeah, that's great. No, it's funny that you mentioned that at the end for English overseas because that's something that I've been. trying to look it into as well the dots teaching gig is is pretty
0: nice over there Um, yeah so uh yeah so the the dots teaching is good but um there's actually these uh courses there's these like english as a second language courses it's like a certification course um it's like you know anywhere from like eight weeks to like a couple years Um, but once you complete that course and that's in addition to your uh like a master's or bachelor's um then you're you're extremely hireable in all like overseas areas you know um from i guess uh, iraq if you wanted to teach in iraq all the way to japan korea uh, vietnam thailand philippines like you know anywhere overseas as long as you have that like specific certification um you're you're very hireable there's a lot of jobs out there for that for anybody that's like ever interested in that
2: absolutely yeah i've definitely been looking into and then they have the Troops to Teacher program as mm-hmm. well
0: that can help you
2: um, if they you don't have do. a certification.
0: You know, what's funny though, is like I've emailed them like in my throughout my career, maybe five or six times. I've gotten zero response from them. So <laughs> oh, no. I don't have much faith in the uh, Troops to Teacher. But, uh, you know, but I think it's a good program. And had I pushed it, I'm sure I could have got somebody to contact me. You know, it's always was like, whims like you're thinking about it and so you're like oh you know what i forget yeah let me let me email them again and then you don't get a response but you forget about it because you're you're doing other stuff you know so
1: that's
2: right you gotta go knock on some doors or something
1: jessica actually has a bachelor or a master's in school counseling and before we moved out here she worked at the high school and elementary schools she loved it she's loved teaching and in that environment Uh, I love teaching adults and instructors. So is that like when you you say teaching English, you're like, do you look at it like that overseas,
0: the ages? Uh, Yeah, I mean, sort of like it depends on the job, right? Because there's some jobs, some English teaching jobs that are going to be like at schools. So they'll be at like elementary schools or, um, you know, middle schools or high schools or whatever, like sort of the equivalent is. Um, And then there's uh, English teaching jobs like here in Korea. They have a lot of companies that that do um, uh, like English teaching just for like the locals, like a night school kind of thing. And so you can do that as well. Um, You know, I'm looking towards um, doing it more at like, you know, an elementary or middle school level um, because I think I would enjoy that. But um, but at the end of the day, whatever gets my foot in the door. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up, so. (laughs)
2: awesome so sergeant puma uh how did you become the innovation guy i guess you know how how you know can you explain why chief oliver would would say hey you got to talk to sergeant puma like what sort of developments uh or things have you worked on
0: um yeah i mean you know when when it's you you don't really know right like like, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that like Chief Oliver does that, but like, you know, as the person, like um, you never really, you know, you never really think of yourself in that way, if that makes sense. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, not me, right? It has to do with empowering those folks below me um, that feel, in that way, they feel empowered to, to, to come up with ideas And really, it's just about pushing those processes forward. And yeah, I mean, there are times when I come up with, you know, ideas and things that I want to like, you know, change or innovate. Um, But you know, for every idea I had, there was an airman sitting next to me who had another idea or a better idea. Um, And I think it's just a matter of like pushing those ideas forward and not killing them at the lower level. And then you know, um, when, uh, you know, we had, you know, obviously Article 6 and TJAG visits and, um, you know, Chief Oliver was a safety command paralegal manager uh, while I was the loss at Mildenhall. And I think he saw a lot of the things that we were doing uh, with the way that we, um, you know, all the way from like, you know, different programs that we had going on um, to the makeup of our office, you know, so. And I think I might even talk to you about this, you know, because we created the, uh, you know, like the legal operations uh, uh, section uh, at Milton Hall for a little while, um, and that was where basically we didn't have a military justice or a general law. We we went away from that, and we basically had all the paralegals in one uh, one spot, um, and which allowed them to, you know, to work together. We had a, like you know Manning Crunch, um, and I was looking for ways to. Um, help everybody kind of work together better and to get the uh, stuff flowing through the office. Right. Because you'll have somebody in like, you know, you hear this complaint all the time. You have somebody in general law and they're not as busy as the guys who in justice. And so the general law currently believes that, you know, four 30 every day and the justice guys are staying until uh, you know, five thirty or six. And it's like, Oh, it's not fair. And then it builds this animosity. Um, and also, you know, and so basically what we did is we looked at everything and we, we came up with that that plan, and so that's like one of them. You know, sort of like office based. Um, and then we did other things like you know we we came up with a buzzer system uh, for the front desk uh, because we you know a lot of it comes to you know I guess a lot of the innovation comes from um, issues or problems, right? You look at this problem and you go, how can we fix this problem, right? I never took um, someone. If somebody said, "Hey, we can't do this," like I, I didn't like to hear that word, right? You can't, um, and you hear that a lot with uh, things. Um, and and I'm I'm very interested to hear about the EROTs uh, because I've heard <laughs> "can't" a lot uh, in regards to EROTs. Um, but it seemed, you know, but to me, you know, a lot of it is just it's just moving processes forward and empowering your folks, right? And I think you know, being able to do that, you know, you can come up with you know, 20 innovations, 20 changes, 20 ideas within a year um, or more, you know, in ways that you can improve processes um, little by little. Um, But I think, uh, you know, and and we might get into this more later, but, you know, but I think one of the biggest issues that I have, you know, overall with the JAG Corps um, is that we don't have a balance across the force. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, you and your office may come up with an idea, Um, that works really well, right? But somebody might be at at OSAN working super hard on something and can't figure out how to fix it, and they have no idea that you're doing this idea that's great. And so that's where the balance gets off. And then also, um, you know, if you go to, like, a a maintenance, right, they have TOs that tell them how to fix a plane, right? Um, Why is it then that when we go to a different legal office, it's like you're learning the job, every time you PCS, right. You know, everybody has like a unique way of doing uh, military justice and general law claims. And it shouldn't be like that, right. It should be, um, it should be balanced across the board. So if you PCS somewhere um, and you go somewhere else, you should be able to fill in no matter where it is. Right. Um, But anyway, back to the original, which is, you know um, I think, you know, I think it's, it's all about empowerment, right. Empowering people. Um, Really it's not about the innovation at the end of the day. Um, it's about listening, hearing what people have to say, and actually, like, trying things and failing, right? Because most of it's failing, um, I'll be honest. Um, you know, for every, you know, every 10 ideas that someone has, uh, nine of those may not work. Um, but, you know, you got to try, right? You got to try. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that uh, question there. Hope I didn't ramble too much.
2: No, that was really good because now, it you know, it kind of gets us into thinking of, you know, and senior peers, you can you can jump in in this one as well if you have some experience back from uh, being a loss and an aspiring legal manager. But how do we create an environment where people feel comfortable to 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 start developing ideas, right? Like, how do we? Because I mean, our career field is very checklist oriented, right? Like, it's you know, for the most part, although in the courtroom it may not it may not be black and white, but the process is very much black and white. Um, But how do we create an environment where we can potentially break out of that to develop
1: better ideas? Starts with communication, right? So, (laughs) he's not me.
0: (laughs) Somebody's calling.
1: Where's Waldo? Where's the ringtone?
0: You got to answer that. Is that your mom again? Yeah. (laughs) This this
2: one's my wife this time. Hang on.
0: Oh yeah, you better answer that. Yeah, you got to answer that.
2: She's answer it. Hang on. See, I always have this dilemma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just text. It's funny that what you're talking about, uh Sergeant Puma, That's kind of my thought on on innovation is having the flexibility to to adapt to whatever issues present themselves and being open to ideas from wherever they, wherever they may come from. That's kind of how I look at it too. Uh, I'm rarely ever the smartest guy, probably never the smartest guy in the room, right? But I know how to listen most times. I think it fails more at home. But at work, I know how to listen really well, right? And so, um, you know, people bring ideas and, and going back to what you were saying, um, Sorry, It starts with communication and just being open. And instead of starting with can't do it, right? Like with EROTs, taking ideas and, and at least running them around and seeing what we can, we can't do, what our boundaries are, and what works and what doesn't work. Is, because a lot of times you'll find, like you said, nine out of 10 ideas don't work. But sometimes the 10th idea, the, the, the real nexus of it can be traced back to one of the other ideas that didn't work it just evolved um but i think that's that's how you get to innovation we're we are checklist oriented that's for a reason right so we're dealing with real people's lives and we want to get things right we don't want things getting overturned in court on on so for jj we try we, we try to be in the middle because we're with the prosecution and the defense so we try not to to favor one or the other. So we want to see it right on both sides. So you have the checklist, but you also don't want to stifle innovation or a different way of looking at things and tackling different issues. That's that's my thought on that. Great.
2: Well since you bring up EROTs,
1: let's go in there <laughs> right now. What's so going? I'm, so, on? I'm ready to
0: I'm ready to hear this.
1: So EROTs are actually very near and dear to T Jag's heart. Um, when I first got to J.A.J., I think probably within the first three months, he, he paid a visit to Afloa, uh And, you know, being a manager, I went, I went with, uh, then it was Colonel Cordova, and went with T.J.A.G. And, and, and Chief Oliver and, and General Plummer and visited the various divisions that we have, right? And so he went to J.A.J.M., and i like, that's what he wanted to talk to me about. He writes, so what about it? How are we getting there? Um, and so we're working that, it's very early. Uh, we are actually working uh, with some some bases, we're working with uh, USAPA for one. And, you know, what does that look like? What is an EROT? Um, is, it, is, an e, is an electronic record trial just a scan? Um, if, if you look at the definition, it's a digital scan, it's a digital copy. So does that work? So, you know, if we do digital scans, does that work uh, at CAP or at AFCA as an original? Maybe, maybe not. So then we have to carry original copies or the original documents, right? But what if we do it electronically and we build a data system where everything kind of starts there, you know, and there's different gateways or different access levels so like the trial counsel can access all the records to a certain point and then when it gets AFCA they can't access anymore and then AFCA adds their records after that and so on and then that way the whole right is created electronically and that's a true electronic right and it's the true originals um there's some things you have to work out though right so you have you know different kinds of evidentiary issues um you know Uh, Not all evidence can be printed out child pornography, things like that. We can't just have that on a server. So there's different things like that we have to work out um, and and things of that nature that we're looking at. But that's just the the electronic part of it. We're going as far as actually blocking a digital version of the record of trials and trying to figure out how that works. And what the time sink into that is, is it faster? Is it slower? Is it, is it more challenging? Um, I know uh, Miss Steele did one of those, and, and she found it to be a little more challenging to go through it digitally. You have to open it up, close it, open it up, close it. Compared it to right now, original record trial, make sure everything matches. So we're running the ground. It's very early. We have we have uh, an idea that we presented to TJ, Um Regarding a, a program, but it's early in its infancy. Uh, I'm hesitant to say a whole lot about that part um, because I don't want to lock anyone into you know, I don't want someone to be like, "Start Pierce at TJX says. So I don't want that coming back <laughs> on me, right? But we are working it and looking at those things, among other things. Um, and that's at JJM looking at that. I know uh, before I came to JJ, when I thought JJM, I thought, records of trial report cards. That's what I think When I think JJM. And I get there and they're actually where Air Force policies comes from as far as the JAG Corps. Um They're doing a lot of the work on the sexual assault things of the, the sexual assault investigation task force and things like that. Doing EROTs, digital NJPs and things like that, looking at all these different issues. And and so it's, it's really interesting to be part of those conversations and, and try to try to be that enlisted voice in there and kind of press you know I know you have this great idea for paralegals to do, you know, major, colonel, so and so, but like this is how we would actually do it. Maybe this works or maybe this doesn't, would we tweak it this way or that way? Um, and so it's a good time. Uh, E-Rots are coming. The other part you're trying to do, so we're talking innovation, you also got to stick around in reality, right? So how expensive is it going to be? How much do we think, how much money do we think we could get funded for something like that? Um, i you know, often Florida's side is, is a state that does electronic rights, but they start off with the a program that was supposed to be a couple million dollars and it went millions and millions and millions uh, over budget. So. In the military, we don't, we can't do that. And so we, we have to compete with other Air Force uh, priorities to get funding for things like that or for things like um, defense case management system, right? Something that I've been hearing about it feels like since I was a staff sergeant, right? <laughs> it goes years ago, you know? <laughs> and so when you're developing a program, in my mind, part of the innovation is grounding some reality and saying, okay, if we really want to get this off the ground, we have to make it feasible financially and, and
0: beneficial to everybody. Right. right, yeah. I mean, so if I can chime in real quick, I think, uh, you know, I, I agree um, with everything you said. Um, I think, you know, um, but I think for the folks that are, you know, lower, right, at lower levels, um, to them, I think it doesn't make sense, and, and I say that in the nicest way possible, right? Like, I think I think we don't do a good enough job of explaining the strategic or operate, you know, from the operational level, like you know, the guy who's building the rot to the strategic level of like, here's why, right? Here's here's all the steps that have to happen, and so when you're when you're coming up with the idea for the for the e rot, like cool, amazing, but like, here's kind of like how the process is gonna take place, uh, which will kind of allow them to uh, re-engage. So, you know, I know, uh, and I'll, I'll do a shout out to Sergeant Jose Sanchez, right? He was working at USAFA um, and uh, I know he gets hot about it sometimes. So we were we were working this idea at, actually at Milton Hall um, long ago, cause we were trying to create, you know, the checklist, uh, like, you know, basically you do the, as you do the checklist, you load the docs and then it'll compress it. And then it's like all together, right. It gets compressed. Um, But the problem was like the air force, like didn't allow that in Adobe. So like it was, it was an authorized like uh, extension, but you know, the air force only has like this much of Adobe. And so it just never really worked out. Um, But I know he, you know, he's been taking that and working with that. Um, But I think, you know, but part of that is, you know, I think a lot of times we, we, we don't look from within, right? So we have people who can code, um, who can create programs, and who can do it, you know, within, you know, a couple months. But yet we continue to, like, go hire these companies to create these programs, right? Um, you know, like if if we wanted to, I'm sure we could find a paralegal who can code um, and who could create something you know, that would allow those sorts of things. But the matter is like, you know, trying to find those folks and things like that. Um, And I believe uh, there is something that's going to be coming um, in that regards, but I won't speak too much on that either because I'm not trying to speak for anybody. Um, But uh, yeah, but I agree with you. I think,
1: you know, there are, you know, there's a lot
0: more than I think a lot of people know and how these things go. Um, But I think, you know, and I think part of the problem is getting those you know, leaders in the office like, you know, like me, like you, like losses, you know, to be able to talk to the strategic level of those offices like JJ and things like that. And I think that's why um, this Facebook page is, is really good because it, it can kind of like bridge that gap so people can get on there and talk about those specific or specialized jobs. Because um, like you said, I I honestly don't, you know, outside of ROTS, like, I don't know, you know, I wouldn't, you know, years ago, like, I don't know what JAJ J. does. They they send me a report card, right? That's what they do. They look at ROTS all day, right? But I know, you know, I know there's more than that. Um, And I know now, right, like, being a master sergeant, being a loss, like, I know they do more than that. But when you look at those lower level airmen, like, that's that's what they think, right? So Right. I, I mean, know. I can remember, too, like, when we talk about EROTS,
1: I'm like, scan the documents in. Create one (laughs) file. Done. Call it good. So, and then, and then I, you know, as you, like you said, as you promote up and and then you move up to, up to to higher organizations and things like that, you realize like, okay, so we have to sell this to the stakeholders, right? Africa and CAP and and JJG and and Anyone else that might have a dog in the fight kind of thing. And so it makes it a little more complicated. So we're, we're more at the concept phase. but Talking about innovation and where it comes from, so, so we've gotten a lot of traction on digital NJP, um, and that wasn't top-down driven compl- exclusively. There was some bottom push as well where, um, I'm going to be careful about how I say this, where different match comps have presented ideas of how to do digital NJP, right? And so, when you're talking about, you kind of alluded to it earlier, we want to avoid a bunch of different county options, because that's how you end up PCSing from Hill Air Force Base to Langley Air Force Base, changing comms, and then you're doing different versions of the same job, so you're having to relearn. So, we want to try to avoid county options, but we'll take... I'll take innovation from wherever, and then try try my best to to sell the good ideas and try to get them polished up um, the best that we can, and then present them to T.Jag, and hopefully they become an, a a jackpaw policy, right? And then we're all using them, and that's what we're doing with digital NJPs. You know, we work with ATC, DW um, I, I took some calls from, from a couple other match comms. And trying to develop this, and the draft product we have now, I think is awesome. Uh, completely digital. Um, it just hasn't been, hasn't, hasn't been blessed all the way up yet. And then we had to work with AFIs and updating those things as well. We're going to release it, but a lot of that was driven, you know, from outside agencies, not from within AFLO or JHA. Uh, so I know I talked about it, but it, it's helpful when the but the demand is strong um to to kind of get things going. And sometimes you take an unfortunate situation like COVID, right? Um mm-hmm. working from home and it drives necessity. You have innovation on necessity now. You wanna to try to limit some of that personal interaction. Sure, the shirt the shirt and or the commander might interact with the the the, the cues, right, during the NJP process, but if we can limit that a little bit, you know, that's that's a win. So innovation comes from anywhere, but I'm with you though. It's, I, I'm i not so far removed where I can't remember. I, I can't remember like, well, what do you mean you can't just do it? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So,
2: you know, so jumping into the discussion. Um, so there, there, there's a couple of things that I took out from, obviously from uh, when you, when you were explaining the EROTs and then when you also jumped in uh, Sergeant Puma about the process of, in which we go about you know, making things happen, whether it's EROTs or whatever, whatever other innovation, right? We can have some programmers and yeah, a lot of people can code things nowadays, but we have these uh, Spark Hubs too, like a, a different basis. And we have um, AfWorks, which is pairing up the air force community with the civilian community and you know i mean sometimes we can provide funding that can come from the unit to try to get someone to help but help us out with those type of programs but then again right i mean we don't want to over complicate things and have a lot of different people involved but that's a different avenue for 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 trying to push if it's a money thing uh, to push in certain you know certain ideas and, and creating those ideas as well uh, so that would be one avenue, but then the EROTs right now. So we were talking about EROTs and, and, and there's a path, potential path towards the future. Um, however, the discussion has, it's, it's you know, like I've been hearing the EROTs discussion probably since 2010, 2011, 2012. I actually sent a submission back in 2016 uh, through the Herman Innovation uh, powered by innovation program there was a 97 page submission as to as to why we should do EROTs, right it was like a legal review type thing with the an mfr and then it was also referencing you know afis that were you know outdated that were still published in the 90s right that we were still um, i'm talking about but also the, the MCM in 2012 when it up, updated, it updated saying that it, it allowed for electronic uh, records of trial. And this is 2012, so we're talking about now eight years since the MCM allowed for that. Um, so my, I guess where I'm trying to get at is my question is, is, is there something more immediate um, that we, allows us to just do the, the block the rots through a PDF so, our legal offices allowed to do that currently. Like, can we?
1: I, I would say, if you're interested in doing, it, um, you, know, you can either reach out to me directly. Um, I, I'm as open as as they come. I respond to every email I get and every phone call, and I call back and things like that. Um, or you can reach out to to JJM and maybe talk to Miss Steele and see. Um, because we don't want it to turn into a free-for-all where it's hard to, because if, if it becomes unwieldy, it, it, it stemmings progress too, right? So there has to be some kind of control. So we don't need, you know, EDS from every location, of the Air Force coming in, in various states of, you know, various versions of what each installation thinks is their version. Like, it becomes unwieldy, it becomes hard to manage. So there has to be some sense of everybody roaming in the same direction. So I would offer, the installation has ideas but if a paralegal at whatever level has an idea to reach out and offer it, and we'll take a look at it. Um, because it is very conceptual, you know. Right now we're trying to figure out exactly what it's gonna look like um, in the future. So that's, that's what I would say.
0: So, so, uh, you know, at the, at the base level, um, there's nothing that prevents you from having your copies of the rot be electronic. In fact, the, um, the, if you go into AfRIMS and you look at the, uh, the records disposition schedule, it actually says to keep it electronic, um, in your records, so, you know, at the base level, right, like once you send that original and the copies off to everybody, um, you know, your office copy doesn't have to take up a um, hundred file cabinets in your office. You can scan those in, like that's completely authorized uh, under the uh, records disposition schedule. Um, you know, you'd have to be careful if you had any, any originals. Obviously, you can't do that with a few of our documents in the office. Um, but really, you know, I think you go and you know, whenever I did, I traveled JI, and I would see these like giant file plans with like thousands of files and all these file cabinets taking up offices. And I'm like, you know, really, there's only a couple things that you have to keep original in a legal office file plan. The rest of it can be scanned in. And rots is one of those things that can be scanned in. Um, and it might be a good way to to get your airmen to come up with ways of scanning it in. Um, And sending those ideas because they may come up with like, you know, a multi duplex kind of like cool system um, and they can push that along with Sergeant Pierce, which will help in the future as they come online with EROT. So, um, you know, so I would always you know suggest scanning those ROTs in um, because they just it just takes up so much space in your office. I think the only ad I would say in in there is if if you're going to
1: do that, just kind of from a superintendent point of view. You know, reach out to whoever JAI is at the time, right now is Chief Reed, and and who you know who's going to be in the future, and just as far as you, you don't want inspections running, running your the way you think and all that, but that's one of those big enough inspectable items where I'm like, you know, I just want the more fuzzy you know, as far as, as that goes. Uh, maybe that's just the the cautious cautious person in me, so.
0: <laughs> I'm not cautious. I say just just do those things. Ask for <laughs> forgiveness later. No, he's right. You should be asking. Uh, but if your SJ is cool with it, <laughs> well.
1: And there um, are really innovative, innovative SJs.
0: I know I saw it coming
1: out of 12th Air Force uh, doing different kinds of things. And, and sometimes they would get ahead of us and be like, hey, can you stop that for a little bit and let's look at this. But there are definitely some innovative SJs though.
2: All right, so I'll, I'll leave the EROT uh, topic alone for now. But talk to me about this NJP, uh, Electronic NJP. Because we just received recently the new form, right? Like I think this came out what, last week, two weeks ago, maybe. Is it sooner than that?
1: Oh. The days are all going together right now. I know I I can't keep I can't keep up with I think it, it was but, a month ago <laughs> it's
2: almost last year but um I don't so that is essentially allowing for right the signatures to happen electronically now is that is that the vision is there more that's coming down with electronic NJPs?
1: so I think I think that's the vision not having it up right now the last version I saw um and honestly, so, so this is where you catch me a little bit. I haven't pulled pulled up the one that you, you're able to pull up now that's been pushed out to the field. The last version I saw, um, it actually would allow, it have pop ups for the commander at every, like when they would sign, it'd pop up and give them instructions on what to do, when things should be done, the timeline, things like that, things to consider. Um, go further down and it would give a pop up like, you know, when they get to punishment, if they want to line something out, we tell them how to do it electronically without physically doing things like that. So those are some of the ideas we were toying with. Um, so being upfront, without having having the current version you have in front of you, I don't know how that marries up to the last version that I chopped on, um, but those were some of the things we were playing with. Um, just getting totally away from the paper instructions, everything you needed to do needed to know and do was just on there and it pop-up, almost like um, aging myself like the one pop-ups back in the day, right? <laughs> the little, just give you some information, Did you consider this. Are you sure you want to do this? And things of that nature. Um, so, and that version was actually created by, by one of the, the, the attorneys in JJM. Um, and then he pushed it around. I was, I was one of the people that chopped on it. And, try to make sure that that it looks as good as it could.
2: Yeah, that definitely sounds like a
1: like a good idea for sure.
0: Hey, so uh can I I can just make a note real quick about something you said earlier uh about the Spark Tank. So, um so I don't want to speak too much on it, um but there is um Something coming similar to that for the JAG Corps. Um, uh, so it's still in the process of, of being approved, right? Um, and uh, there's a couple folks working on that program um, so that, you know, folks like you, right? Because you, like you said, you know, you, you submitted this idea to you know, to the Air Force, right? And you submitted this 96-page, um, you know, idea, right, on how to do EROTs. And you probably hit dead space, right? Or got a response back like that said, "Thanks, but keep trying later," right? Like something like that. So you know, so the process. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Sarn Pierce was like, "What is this? Shred this thing." (laughs) Um, Bottom line up front. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but there, there is, uh, you know, so so folks are working on uh, something like that for the JAG Corps, so that um, those ideas that these like paralegals have, if they don't have like a specific lane, or you know what, there's some, you know, offices, maybe an SJA or a loss doesn't want to push ideas, and they'll have sort of like another way to do that. And then hopefully that'll get the JAG Corps some of those innovation funds too, right, which is what Um, Really, you know, really positive for that because the Air Force, you know, the maintenance and those career fields take a lot of that money and we don't see it. And so um, so it'd be good uh, for us to do that. So that's something that is in the works. Like I said, I don't want to speak too much on it because I don't want to get ahead of anybody, Um, you know, but it is it is hopefully coming, um, you know, here within the next you know, six months or so. You know, things take time at the strategic level. Um, you know, m- more time than I like sometimes, but, uh, definitely, definitely things are going to, are going to happen, uh, you know, for in the, in that realm, in the innovation realm, uh, specifically with the JAG core I would say within the next six months or so. So, um, definitely for, I would keep an eye out for that, um, because I think it'll be good, right. For, for folks like you who submitted something and hit dead space, um, you'll actually get some some form of action on that. Well, not every idea is going to be implemented. Um, you know, you'll at least get some real strategic response as to why, right? And, and for the record,
1: speaking out of the microphone, I, I didn't get to JAJ till August 2019. His mission, August 16.
2: Oh, the disclaimer! <laughs> the disclaimer comes out. Well, you can find that on roster, right? You. <laughs> well, when did you get there?
1: <laughs> Denying all these ideas. I think some of the code co talk too though we're using highlights like some of the, the other some of the, some of the tricky part of innovation when it gets to a certain level strategically right. You're like I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn and say <laughs> right. hey, too much and get ahead of things and, and yeah, some yeah, of yeah. That, so I feel that pressure too a little bit with some of this stuff like you know what can I say not talking right. to well like kind of thing right. And they um, expect
2: this like when is that coming out? Well that fell through like three years ago. Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. That's not a thing anyway. Still- <laughs> um
1: all right,
2: so Sergeant Puma, talk to me about um so the great idea for the uh, Air Force Paralegal COVID nineteen training page. So how yeah. did that come about? What is uh sure. you know, I mean we've seen it in action and it's just an excellent product. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so to be honest with you, um, you know, like all great ideas, uh, you're sitting at home, uh, on the toilet. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're, you know, I was, I was, you know, one night, you know, we, we had been, you know, cause Korea got hit with COVID, um, you know, much, much earlier than the U S right. Um, and we had just gone into sort of a, you know, a base wide shutdown, You know, um, folks were doing starting to do split shifts, Um, you know, in our office at the NAF, it was really only two of us, you know, who were coming in. Everybody else was working from home, you know, and I was thinking of ways that, you know, within my NAF, because, you know, training, you know, as a NAF paralegal manager, training is sort of one of the, one of uh, your key tenants, right? And so um, I was thinking for a way that our paralegals could continue to get their, um, you know, paralegal training done. And so, uh, you know, so I was like, man, you know, and I saw the the air force quarantine university Facebook page. Um, but that was really, that's, and it's a great page, but you know, 99.9% of it is like resiliency, right? Um, it's not really training as much as it is like, you know, professional development. And, uh, I said, you know, we really need something where we can do stuff from home and we have KM, um, and I won't give my personal opinion on KM, but we have KM, and KM's great for certain things. Um, but you know, but I think it misses the connection piece, right? Where we feel connected together, um, giving folks a voice. And so, um, you know, so I, I thought, well, you know what, we could we could do what the Air Force Quarantine University does. We could create a Facebook page. Um, everybody can have access to that. We can record trainings to that. They can watch it whenever they want to. Uh, We can put it on YouTube for those folks that don't have Facebook, right? Um, And so, um, you know, so I, I, you know, so I messaged Sergeant Crowell and I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking. And he's like, yeah, let's, he's like, do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, so we did it. um, And it kind of just exploded from there. You know, it it showed that there was a need, I think, you know, um, and a want by a lot of folks. Um, to get this, and not all training, but also, like, interaction with our senior leaders, right, Um, because you see it all over now, too, right, Um, part of that was, you know, over here, we have, uh, there's an army base uh, over called, you know, at Camp Humphreys, and there, uh, the 8th Army commander does a, like, a Facebook Live, you know, and he was doing, they were doing it all the time, like, you know, once or twice a week, and they were getting, like, 20,000 views, right? Um, so it was folks all, all over the world, including the folks there stationed there. And so I think there, you know, there were a lot of people, or at least one of the things that came out of COVID was, you know, people wanting to be more connected with their leaders um, and being able to see them and talk to them and, and being a little more open with things, which kind of goes back to, you know, the airman who doesn't really understand what jJ, JJ does or JJM does. Um, and so, but they want to know, right? Like we all want to know. And so I think this, this gives them the ability to see that stuff and then also get some paralegal training and get their CLE knocked out. Because um, obviously we're not going to all stay in quarantine type styles forever, uh, hopefully, uh, crossing the fingers. Um, and so, so I think it's a good way to do that. But that's kind of the nexus of, of where it all came from um, and kind of where it stands right now. Um, you know, and then obviously we're waiting on the new C F E T P to drop. Um, because it's it's getting ready to drop it's getting ready to drop i feel like saying that every week but it's getting ready to drop at some <laughs> point um, and then once it does hopefully we're going to get some more more actual like you know paralegal training out there um it's a little hard to do it right now because what we don't want is to have somebody train on something that's going to be old in a week and so that's a lot of reasons why that stuff hasn't been posted at km either um, because we don't want to put stuff out there that's dead already you know um and so we want to put out stuff that's current and relevant and so that's why we're waiting for that new CFETP to drop and we have somebody waiting in the wings to do a training on on the new CFETP as soon as it as soon as it hits the ground so um, but yeah anyway uh yeah that's that's kind of the nexus um kind of where it's at and why I think it's good so
2: I am uh I'm a huge fan and that that was just to me an amazing idea um you know I I had, I think it was during the weekend, I had just recently woken up and one of the paralegals, we have a paralegal chat in our office, and she sent the link to the, I'm like, what is this? What is this, you know, our first training, COVID-19 paral- like, paralegal training, like, what is and then when I see it, and it's like, Sergeant Pooh, I'm like, of course it's Sergeant Pooh. <laughs> because I had already talked to you and you had already, you know, and Chief Oliver had already mentioned you, so. But it has highlighted, you know, like the ability and the innovation within our field and what our airmen are capable of doing. Like I've seen some impressive things in that training. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of information, people that are excellent presenters people that handle technology really well, it has just sparked, you know, like creativity from from other areas as well. So that was kind of like the main thing to hit. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, if this is possible, then anything is possible. And that's really how this podcast came about as well. It's, it's just, you know, that was an avenue uh, to create that. And, and we want to continue to promote, you know, connection in our field and, and i felt like this is a way that we could you know bring this together because otherwise we wouldn't be having this discussion potentially i mean maybe we could maybe we cool. but then we could have it it would be private but here you know it can be shared with everyone um that listens as well so um really you did something definitely absolutely great with that um, and i know you know it, it you hesitate to take the credit for that um because obviously you you know, a lot it? of other people make it
0: happen did you expect it to,
1: off as fast as
0: it did uh no i mean like i said originally you know uh you know i thought it was going to be you know because the original idea was just for for osan kunsan right to be able to to share training um you know never did i think in my wildest dreams that uh it would have taken off like it did you know and uh you know and i think um you know, like I said, I think it—you know—it was a mix of people being in quarantine, right? And and you know, you're you're at home, um, and and you know, wanting that connectedness. And then I think you know, but yeah, I never never would have thought uh, it would have taken off like that. Um, but I think it taught you know, but I think it taught us all a good lesson on kind of like how to connect better, um, you know, jag core wide. Um, and so I think you know, I think that you know, hopefully you know, pushes the folks who are in charge of of KM to see kind of like uh, you know, gives them thoughts on, on how to improve that system as well. Um, Cause really it's about the younger folks and getting the younger folks out there um, and, and getting them information more than it is for like me or you. Right. But I remember I got
1: invited to the page by Chief Thomas and I saw it, I was like, Ooh, what the heck is this about COVID paralegal page? What's this thing? There's more of just a like curiosity, right? And so mm. I think that was like right around the same time you posted your first video. I was like, Hmm. Huh. That seems pretty cool. And then the next thing I know, everybody's on. Mm. So, yeah. awesome.
2: so, you know, this has definitely been a great discussion and uh I just have maybe one last one last thought to kinda see what you guys think. Where where are we gonna be in the next, you know, where where do you think we could be in the next five to maybe yeah. ten years in the in the Jack like,
1: what are the possibilities? Well, who thought we'd be where we are
2: now,
1: right? Like six months ago, uh, I, I just, the first week of March, I flew to Canada Air Force Base to JAI inspection. No masks, no nothing, no care in the world as far as that goes. And in March, working from home, where a lot of us are working from home wearing masks and things like that. So it's hard to say, it's hard to say where we'll be, but I think, you know, uh, what the Air Force and what people show is our, our ability to adapt and innovate and to flex uh, the way we live our lives to do and accomplish where we think we need to accomplish um, five to 10 years. I think we'll definitely have pull up in digital and JP, I think. I think we'll probably see more digital things. That's not because we're talking about this is me projecting. Um, out and things like that. I think you know, there's a real possibility when I see E-Rots. Uh I do kind of jokingly think we'll still be talking about DC, <laughs> DCMS. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. I hope not. But we'll see, right? Um, I think it'll be interesting like how Space force going to affect us and Pack the Jack or What's that going to look like as that that organization matures and, and things like that? What's the pool going to be like? Um there's the possibilities are endless. Look, like that law, we're going through a big alignment right now. Uh, we're going to three directorates. Um, you know, every almost everything justice is moving to JAJ now. So, like SVP community, SBCs, all that stuff's going to JAJ. and become this big giant directorate. Like, uh, so I mean, who knows? Like five, ten years from now, ten years from now, they might have be like, I like it the old way reverse course. It's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I don't know that anyone could say exactly where it's going to be, um, five to 10 years from now. I mean, I, I, hope, you know, um, the balance gets better, uh, across the, across the JAG Corps and offices and things like that. And I think there's a lot of people who are, who are pushing that, um, you know, now, um, you know, um, and, and I, I, you know, I think, I think things hopefully will become more streamlined um, for everybody. Um, You know, but I hope with that, we don't lose some of that like skill. Right. You know, and I, you know, I always look at like claims uh, as a, you know, because, you know, when we came in, like that was the thing we, we did claims. Right. And we all were very knowledgeable in how we did claims. And now, um, if we have a, an airman who has to do a claim, he's getting trained by someone who never did a claim. So, um, you know, so that that's that's something I I think that you know I I think that hinders us a little bit, um, you know. And I hope that you know as I think that's one of the things we need to look at as we're streamlining these processes is that we're not losing that that thought, right? Like you know, I remember we had to do 10% of our claims by hand, right? And it's like, well, now we don't even do any. So, you know, so, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a good skill for us to have because there are times when you have to do claims. And so that's just an example. Um, but I think, you know, holistically, hopefully as we push things forward, um, you know, things will become more streamlined. Uh, our airmen are more knowledgeable of the strategic level because I think that's, that's extremely important. I think had I known that stuff when I was younger, um, I'd be in a better position today. Um, you know, so, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's really at the end of the day, it's hard to say where we'll be, uh, five to ten years from now. Um, you know, uh, we'll be scanning in our first rot in 2045. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have no idea, but uh, you know, but I think we're all moving in the right direction. Um, you know, it's just a matter of getting there.
1: I, I do think communication is a lot better now, and, and we do a lot better job pushing down information. At least I hope so. I remember when I retrained out of maintenance and that, you know, we had a sad with the nap. I was like, what's a nap? What's that? What's
2: that <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah. it, maybe you guys know, but I haven't seen this yet. Uh, I haven't really seen a court since I got back into the career field from doing my PME instructor thing. But are attorneys using iPads in the courtroom or no?
1: Some are, some aren't. Whatever they're comfortable with. Yeah. You see it in uh, the, the, the classroom, even when I was instructing, we had an instructor, uh, Calvin Johnson, Sergeant Johnson. He mm-hmm. he liked using the iPad when he taught, where I liked paper.
2: No. I definitely used the iPad when I taught uh, ALS. I had to. no way I was still going to do it. I can.
0: Yeah. Them. I mean, hope, hopefully they are, but I think, you know, what would you have to? Wonder about, you know, because we, we thought about, you know, doing E-Rod, or not EROTs on my mind. Uh, we thought about doing, uh, you know, iPads for everyone, including the members, right? So the members have little iPad stands in front of them. And as they're, you know, the evidence is getting introduced, they get to see it right there. Um, the problem is, uh, again, it's that balance and it's the judges, right? Because the judges may not, you know, you may get a judge who doesn't want to do it like that. You may get a judge who doesn't want to do it like that. Um, because we had um, reusable notebooks, um, and we were using reusable notebooks for our, our members. And, uh, you know, there's a judge, we showed it to him in advance, very cool with it. Uh, we had another judge who came in and was like, no, what is this crazy finagled magic? We're not going to use this in our trials. Uh, so, so I think it's, you know, just a just thought. Uh, with that stuff, and again, it goes back to that that balance and that strategic level talks and bringing stuff up through, right? Which I think that new, um, you know, program for the Jack Corps will hopefully bridge that gap a little bit for us. But, um, but anyway, I talk too much. So it, it's funny because those things seem great in our minds
2: whenever we think about them. Like, oh man, every you know member has an iPad, and you just give them the you know, the evidence or the exhibits through the iPad, but the moment it
1: doesn't work or there's a
2: technical difficulty, it just becomes awkward, right? And then you've lost Mm -hmm. all credibility because now everybody's waiting, oh, this is not working. Even as simple as something Uh, like
1: previewing a YouTube video, right? You want to show, use a YouTube video as part of your attention step as an instructor, right? I know at the Jackal, we're not under ATC, so we're not as limited as, as you are as a lesson instructor, but like when it freezes, just a youtube video like it's super awkward you're like, like um and some people throw them off their whole game so,
2: <laughs> so I'm sure it's like oh what's going on what the heck was?
1: Uh, yeah and then in a the courtroom
2: i can't imagine right and, the ju- and depending on the judge yeah the judge if they weren't on board with that to begin with they'll probably be living like what's going on so legal office uh Are we going to have a legal office in Mars or at the moon, maybe? Because you brought up Space Force. Was that a possibility? I don't know about 10 years, but.
1: That would be awesome, isn't it? Yes. Our first court
2: martial at Space Station, whatever. (laughs) That's right. Did you know Sergeant Major Spadaro, uh, Sergeant Puma? Did you ever meet him? No. He was the uh, US US Paycom uh, senior enlisted leader. He was a Marine and he used to come to the schoolhouse all the time to ALS right. and, and he was like yeah, we're going to be in the moon you're going to be in the moon, you're going to be firing M4s in the moon, so get <laughs> ready we're going to be fighting in space and I'm like, is this too serious? And he seemed like he was serious
1: oh, I, I, I remember in elementary school Eric told us we are all going to be riding hoverboards and flying and driving hover cars and stuff like that uh, I remember that not seeing that stuff yet but yeah but they weren't predicting these things
2: so yeah for real that's right No, this has been crazy innovation but uh hey thank you thank you both for uh for being on here having this having this discussion today it's uh this was really good it's really informative I think and um, it's really fun
0: a good yeah, time. Thanks for, uh, yeah thanks for having us uh, on I appreciate it thanks for doing this this is a great uh, great idea I think uh, folks will like it because uh, they'll get to like you know hear our voices well they may not like that but they'll at least maybe they'll get some information well for me yeah, too partly you know, like,
1: I've heard so much about Sergeant pumas this is the first time I actually interacted with you and things like this so I thought that was, that was kind of cool for me to finally put the, the face of the conversation the, the reputation, so uh, all good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome, and hopefully, you know, this drives conversation uh, amongst amongst our peers and, and pushes information out and things like that. Because you never know what's going to take off, whether it's a Facebook page or or, or podcast or, or whatever. You just don't know what's going to take hold. To try.
2: Right. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, it's been real. Thank you. Sergeant Puma, have a great day.
1: See hey, you your peers. Same, huh? yep.
2: Have a good night. Put your Cheers. five kids to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is in the army, so he's good to go. <laughs>